0: Hello everyone and welcome to Hash #talk. I'm your host Sankalp Shangari and friends call me Sunny. At Hash #talk, we bring you the latest news, narratives and interviews with recognized change makers in the field of blockchain and related technologies. These creative personalities share how they're bringing about a change, what prompted them to do so, what are their future plans, their life experiences and tips for all of us to become better at work, as well as in this fast-paced life. So let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. We have uh, Alex Michinsky with us today, who is the CEO of Celsius. You, Everybody here knows who Celsius is, what Celsius does. But today, let's, let's listen from the man himself. Celsius and Alex have many uh, sleeves up the corner, and I think I think it's best that we hear from Alex. Alex, uh, welcome to Hash Talk. How are you? Great,
1: great. Thanks for having me.
0: Very good. Alex, uh, always a player. I know it's been over uh, six months since we last sat down in Singapore, and I know and I can see that Celsius is exponentially growing since then. Um, uh, the good things that you're doing but I think uh, before we go into that uh, our listeners would like to know who is Alex Mashinsky the the person, the machine behind Celsius um, because I have heard those interesting lively stories but I think everybody would want to know your background
1: Um, Sure, happy to share it Uh, so first uh you know, I was uh, I came to the U.S. 30 years ago. I'm an immigrant. Uh, was born in the Ukraine. I grew up in Israel, and um, so you know, tried the communism, socialism, and uh, didn't didn't work too well. So I came to try capitalism in the United States. And um, in the U.S., uh, was I was based in New York mo- all this time, and and did uh, most of my. Uh, business career has been uh, building tech companies either in uh, telephony or uh, communications or on uh, companies that relied on internet infrastructure technology. And uh, I'm married, I have six kids at home and uh, uh, that's about it, you know, living, uh, living the life.
0: Amazing, amazing. Alex, I know you are being very humble here and i know you you have a, a very interesting background when it comes to uh, innovation of voip as a technology and how you started all those businesses and selling them in uh, telecoms in japan i think i think listeners would be very interested to hear more about that
1: sure so Uh, it's similar to what's happening now with the blockchain back in the 90s uh, the most powerful companies in the world were the phone companies that were making tremendous amount of profit from charging us three dollars a minute to call overseas or 50 cents to make local calls and which were very very high fees right high rates and um I realized that the internet, uh, as it grows, is going to become the main network and that the voice uh, application is just going to be something that runs on the internet, which was not the thought of everybody else. right? Everybody else thought that the internet is just going to be a service that the phone company provided, just like they provided voice to you, they also provided the internet. So I started, I created the first uh, Voice of IP Gateways. Uh, I wrote the patents back in 1994 and, wow. and uh, I got AT&T and other uh, companies as customers and uh, built a company called Arbinet, which uh, was public, uh, went public on the NASDAQ and it was worth over a billion dollars. and. It provided uh, voice of IP services to all the different, to over 4,000 phone companies and voice of IP companies all over the world. So, and the same thing that happened with voice of IP is now happening with money over IP. So, we're kind of going from VoIP to MOIP, right? And <laughs> MOIP or money over IP yeah. is taking uh, power away from the banks and financial institutions. And allows people to transact or uh, exchange uh, transactions with each other, or create or store value without the need to go through banks or intermediaries, toll collectors like uh, the phone companies. So, so the banks are uh, finally going to be disrupted, and Celsius. What Celsius created is really an alternative to a bank, just like ArbANET was an alternative to the phone company.
0: And, and, and of course, lending is the first major use case that is uh, up and coming in the crypto space after, after years of uh, speculation as, as the use case, as the only use case. So, so te- te- tell us more about your journey from VoIP to this MoIP and, and the birth of Celsius and, and where are you guys today?
1: Yes, I, I know a, a lot of people are using the word lending, but really our business or what we do is is creating in, interest income for the uh, yeah. depositors, yeah. right, for the coin holders. So right now, if you think, let's say you believe in Bitcoin, you believe Bitcoin is going to be very u- useful and uh, valuable in the future, and you buy it on an exchange or you store it in your your cold storage, uh, you don't really earn anything on it. There's no return on it. And uh, many times you even have to pay to store it in cold storage, right, with the custodian. So what Celsius decided to do is really create interest income because you can't really get interest income from banks and deliver that as a service to the community. You know, banks are, most people don't know, but banks are very, very profitable and, and just that they take, their profits and they give it to their shareholders. They don't give the profits to the depositors. And that is just something they select to do. They could just as easily decide, for example, to take half of the profit and give it to the depositors. And then they will pay just like Celsius. They'll be paying five, six, seven percent per year on your dollars or on your yen or, or on, on other assets. So, um, Today, we give our money for free to banks. We don't expect anything besides safety. And because of that, banks are giving all the profits back to their shareholders instead of to us. So Celsius created a, a system, a platform that does the opposite. Really only, we only represent uh, depositors. We only represent their best interest. And we give 80% of all of our income back to the depositors. Mater. So, um, and that's different than the lending business because a lot of companies do let you borrow against crypto, but they take the profit and give it to their shareholders, right? You don't really get much from it, which is very different than yeah. what Celsius does. So, the reason I, I started the company is uh, I was involved with cryptocurrencies uh, since basically 2013, and uh, I invested in different projects. A, I'm an advisor to a bunch of projects, but I felt that the community in general did not really scale. We, we were moving too slow, and, and I thought, okay, what is going to be the killer app or the killer dApp, right, the distributed app that is going to allow us to really uh, scale, to bring a billion people into crypto? And I realized that it's really all about interest income. Right, because it is something that every person on the planet needs, uh, but yet it's very difficult for people to, to get. In most countries, you earn close to zero, That's maybe true. 1% per year, and in so many countries now, the rates are negative. So Celsius was created to really create uh, a continuous source of income, a uh, yield for depositors. And if you download our app, you can now uh, deposit any of uh, twenty different uh, coins or stable coins and earn uh, yeah, pretty good. Absolutely,
0: I think. I think uh, if I look around, Celsius is providing one of the best deposit rates today uh, on 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 a lot of these these uh, currencies. But but Alex, uh, why why or what was the thought process behind? Uh, Considering interest income to be the, the, the most famous or most eligible uh, D app, or a distributed app as you call it. What, what was the thought process because and, and does the thought process apply to any other use case as well?:
1: Yes, Nobody sorry one sec so the the reason uh, the reason we chose uh, uh, interest income is because we think that that is something that uh, you know again 10-20 years ago we took for granted that, that banks and financial institutions paid us interest but now that is something that most people don't expect at all, right? When you make a deposit, you don't expect to be earning anything on it. So what we're trying to do is really um, uh, change that and, and really act in the best interest of depositors. And if you think uh, to yourself, okay, what is the, uh, the main purpose of the blockchain? What is the blockchain better than anything else? And, and because, you know, a lot of people are trying to use a blockchain for things that it's not intended for. And because the blockchain is slow and very expensive, uh, they can't really get the scale. They cannot get mass adoption because they can't really compete with centralized solutions. But if you think of, for example, interest income and paying interest income to 7 billion people, the only way to distribute micropayments to 7 billion people all over the world is a blockchain. So we, I think we found a killer app, not just of what people need, but also of what the intended purpose of the blockchain is. And it's interesting because the inventor of the blockchain, uh, Scott Stornetta, is actually on our board. And I have a lot of conversations with him about uh, the purpose of this blockchain. And most people don't realize the blockchain was invented almost 30 years ago, even though the Bitcoin is 11 years old. The idea of a blockchain is not a new idea. It just w- was waiting yeah. for a kilo yeah. of
0: that, that's, that's very true. Um, uh, on, on, on the Celsius side, Alex, uh, what are the current products that you are offering?
1: So ninety percent of our business is uh, just paying interest, right? We have over a hundred thousand users and uh, they deposit different coins with us and every week, every Monday, they get interest in their wallet and you can withdraw at any time. Ten uh, percent of our business is giving loans to people who want to borrow against their assets. so today, if you pay if you sell your bitcoin or ether. Uh, you have to pay taxes just like anything else, right? But if you borrow against it, if you take a margin loan, then you can defer the taxes. So we also we provide uh, margin loans at very low prices, five to nine percent per year, and people can basically instead of when they need money, instead of selling the Bitcoin, they can just take a loan against it and and basically use that capital to. And build their business or pay their bills or whatever they need to do, right? So, so we we think that that is um, um, a good service for the community. Uh, but again, we're doing it at very low rates. Uh, before Celsius started this business, um, different other companies like Salt and Nexo were charging eighteen to twenty four percent, so two to three times more than what we charge for the for the loans. Because again, they were not focused on doing the best they could for the depositors. Uh, they were focused on just taking as much profit as possible, just like the banks. So we, we make enough profit from the uh, interest income business, where we, again, pay 80% to the depositor. We keep 20%. The 20% is enough to pay all of our bills so we can provide the lending uh, the loan yeah. side of the business of yeah. yeah.
0: course and and keeping community first keeping your depositors first in mind uh what are the new products that you are envisioning from here on
1: well so right now we're adding more coins and uh, we've added uh, staking coins so dash and uh we're adding EOS, we're adding a bunch of other ones. So you could basically, instead of worrying about staking it yourself, like Dash, you need $80,000 worth of Dash to, to stake a node uh, or be able to spin a node. Uh, so we, we, we allow you to deposit $100 worth of Dash and earn the same interest as if you had $80,000. Well, pro rata, but my point is you earn some interest instead of zero. So these are the kind of services that Celsius does because it's in the best interest of the community. So we will be adding more and more of these coins that we think are quality coins. And we plan to, to add other services in the app that will enable you to save on uh, buying coins. Right Right now we don't sell coins, but we, will, we partner with several providers to lower fees so our customers can get access to buy more coins or sell some coins, and pay le- lower fees than uh, what the Great. exchanges on so, so the other uh, places
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. So we are we are looking at users and depositors uh, first, and making sure uh, they earn uh, for for their uh, coins, uh, which which in the traditional ways uh, banks have just lost that thing. Uh, Uh, And and, and how many people do you have now, and and where are they based?
1: Yeah, so so we have about uh, 52 people. Uh, All of our uh, locations actually are uh, listed on our website, unlike other crypto companies who seem to want to hide for some reason. uh, We publish our address in New York and New Jersey and and, and Israel and London, and, and, um, you know, we have, uh, you know, we obviously attend many conferences and we invite a lot of our users to come and visit us either at our offices or, um, in, in conferences. And, uh, a lot of people are asking me about t-shirts, come visit us in our office. You'll get a free t-shirt and a Celsius t-shirt. So, um, we are very strict with compliance and with the, doing everything legally we, the, the app is blocked in all the countries or regions where the services are not uh, provided either because we need a license or because it's illegal so in the countries where it's legal we provide these services according to the local laws and and uh, like i said because of all these things we don't have to worry about uh, the authorities, or hide, or do it under the radar. Amazing, the amazing. The way some other projects. Uh, uh, Alex,
0: uh, recently, uh, I, I think three four days ago, you uh, tweeted uh, the famous tweet uh, uh, with respect to BlockFi's announcement, uh, where where they for the first time they removed withdrawal fees on the three coins, and and you mentioned that they are using VC fund uh, uh, or VC fund money. Uh, for the interest payout, how is how is that different from, or what what is that you guys are doing different uh, in issuing that interest?
1: Well, I, I, you know, I think if you look at uh, statements by BlockFi and statements by some of their investors like Galaxy Digital, you will see that they admit uh, that they fund all of their interest payments. Uh, with the venture money that they raise, they're not really earning it, right? The difference between these companies like uh, BlockFi and Salt and Nexo and, and and Crypto.com is that all those companies don't really earn the interest, right? They they just use it as marketing gimmick. Same thing with Binance and a few other companies, right? Who run kind of lotteries to just try to attract you to try to earn something because. To participate, you have to have an account, and uh, they hope that with that account you'll be, for example, with Binance, you'll be buying or selling uh, coins uh, through Binance. Uh, Celsius is a very, very different business, right? Our entire business, like I said, 90% of our business is to earn the interest. So I can tell you that everything, we've never subsidized interests. We, uh, we always uh, publish the rates, and the rate we publish is what we earned the week before. So, like this Monday, um, yeah. yesterday, we raised the rates on stablecoins uh, to 12%. We raised the rates on on Bitcoin to 4.25% because last week we earned more, more than we expected, right? So, we are raising the rates because we have to give uh, 80% back to our depositors. And, uh, for example, last month we gave uh, uh, 78.9% to the depositors, right? So... So we gave not enough, and because of that, we have to raise the rates a bit to get back to that eighty percent. So uh, we have uh, we published that we have over one hundred and forty different institutions and exchanges that we work with, and, and I bet you that that is more than any of these other companies, probably more than all of them put together. Because we we had to onboard all these co- companies, we had to check for them for risk for for their financial situation before we can lend uh, them coins or before we can transact with them and earn interest. So all these things are done on behalf of our community, because if each one of our depositors had to do it themselves, they obviously would have to do put together a lot of work and, and they don't necessarily have the experience to know who's a trusted party, who's not a trusted party, how much collateral they should be asking each one of them and so on. So we are, Acting on behalf of the pool of BTC or the pool of ETH, which represents all of our depositors, right? And we always represent the best interest of that pool uh, to earn as Beautiful. much as possible Beautiful. for that. and
0: pool. and and uh, wouldn't wouldn't you say or wouldn't you think that with such a network uh, that BlockFi has or or upcoming Binance lending business has, they would have uh, a lot of common partners with you and would probably be earning from that as well and not just VC money? Well,
1: look, first, look, BlockFi is a good company. I don't want anyone to think that BlockFi is a bad company or they're not to be trusted. I think the very, the the CEO and and the, the management team, the, the investors, are very reputable uh, people, Zach, right? I'm actually Zach on Prince. the panel tonight uh, with the BlockFi CEO yeah. here in New York. So, yeah, Zach Prince. So I, I don't you know I I I don't have anything negative to say about the company, right, uh, or the people. Uh, what I'm saying is is that I don't think that their business. Uh, is a is a real business when you're subsidizing your uh, interest payments, uh, then you're not really running a business, right? Because you're losing money on every transaction. So, so investors or depositors just have to think about how sustainable is a business that does not earn. The so money I, I, that I tend it to gives agree with its you. Uh, th-
0: it's a great That's company. That's uh, Zach and investors like Galaxy and Morgan Creek, etc. Are, are great investors it's just a different model from you or, or different lending companies out in the space uh, uh, you know people, people hate you okay.
1: let, me, let me add one more thing so as a depositor you, you can decide just like you can decide to give the money to your bank or not you can decide if you want to give your money to Absolutely. Celsius, BlockFi or some other company when you give your money to Celsius, you're helping build the community. You're helping the community earn more and create more and add more people. When, you, when you're when giving money to BlockFi, you are giving money to Fidelity and Galaxy and all these billionaires who really don't need more profits, right? So, so you have to ask yourself, if you really believe in decentralization, you believe in the blockchain, you believe in all this... Um, in this movement, why are you funding or why are you helping people that are not here to help the seven and a half billion people I, I,
0: I think they're, they're here uh, to help uh, themselves. The depositors yes. are intelligent enough to realize that today, and and your numbers of I, I think one billion uh, deposits now uh, speak for itself. Uh, uh, and 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 but but at the same time, I, like I said, I think i think each one to its own and and uh, god bless everyone in what they are doing um, uh, the the depositor will decide who uh, who wins this race or or maybe has has multiple winners in this in this long game
1: <laughs> well i i would love to agree with you but i don't the yeah. reason don't agree is look what happened with the banks right Uh, you would say that if banks paid less and less interest we would all stop giving them our money but uh, over the last 10 years uh, the interest went to basically zero and we continue to give them all of our money so in depositors don't always do what's in their own best interest sometimes they sacrifice for example earning interest for safety And unfortunately, because there is such concentration of banking in the United States, the top four banks are more than half of all the assets. And most people just say, "Well, I don't have a choice. I'm just going to give my money for free to the bank." And that's what I don't want to happen here in the crypto world, right? I don't want a situation where, for example, BlockFi wins, then lowers the rates to zero because they want now they have to give all the profits back to their rich shareholders. And we end up with no one doing what Celsius does, and everybody says, "Well, sorry, we didn't understand that if we give all of our money to these other companies, that we are really going to kill." Uh, Alex, you know, we, we can call spade a
0: spade here. We, we, uh, both of us, uh, you know, been there, done that, and and we've seen how banks have have laundered money, uh, keep on getting fined, and and at the same time, I'm with you in this. So, so so disgusting. disgusting
1: right? That is so poor, and and and
0: that is why I think Celsius um, and yourself doing a wonderful job. I know you at a personal level, so I can tell all my listeners uh, where you come from, how you think, and and you have the best interest of the people in mind first. So that is really really commendable. Uh, moving on, Alex, DApps apps um, getting very hotter. Uh, although, obviously, volumes, nothing compared to what what uh, the more uh, uh, controlled uh, interest uh, platforms like yourself are doing. But, but what is your take on the future of dApps, the, uh, the, the way different derivatives of, of different platforms are popping up on a daily basis?
1: Yeah, so look, I think we're still experimenting. Uh, there's obviously thousands of companies out there that are uh, uh, trying to build the next, uh, the next big thing. And, um, um, you know, again, the community votes on these things every day. The community votes by uh, using the, app, the apps or not using the apps. And uh, it's not easy. I mean, most of the companies that were created to date... And, you know, just like the beginning of the Internet, where 90 percent of the companies went out of business because we really didn't understand what the Internet was all about. And the same way here, I mean, 90 percent of the companies are going to disappear because most people don't understand that the blockchain is only good for very, very few things. Uh, The blockchain is the slowest, most expensive database ever created in human history. And and the challenge we have is really finding the dApps, the use case for the dApps that cannot be used any other way, right? So uh, the authentication of information, the distribution of uh, interest, for example, right? The store of value. These are the kind of, for me, the killer apps or dApps that that will survive and a lot of the other use cases will just uh, wither away because... Centralized yep. system, so, so what, just what in your opinion to do a better job
0: than the um, blockchain. is is the next killer app or, or something you are working on or not working on
1: well I, <clears throat> I think we've learned that from from Bitcoin is that you know seventy percent of all the market cap right now is is back in Bitcoin because store value. Uh, on a distributed open architecture uh, blockchain based uh, open ledger uh, system is is the killer app right that is the the we just need again we need to migrate from just having but thirty or forty million people using
0: it, it to uh, having few a layer two users. app or a layer two use case. To, to get adoptability some people say it's gamification some people talk about uh, another payments kind of product like like interest income um, do you do you think the next uh, use case is going to come from uh, Fortnite or the millennials playing those games or more from the wall street style traditional uh, you know, banking products on or on bitcoin or other infrastructure protocols
1: I'm skeptical that um, gaming or traditional Wall Street applications are going to be the, you know, the killer dApps, right? I, I think we need the mass adoption first. We need one dApp to create mass adoption. Again, it may be Bitcoin, it may be Celsius, it may be something else. but. Some somebody has to, like, Celsius' mission from the beginning was to bring 100 million people into crypto, right? That's, that's our mission. But that obviously has been the mission of, uh, of the Bitcoin as well, right? Because it's a store of value. It's by default uh, trying to recruit as many users as possible. So until we get to that mass adoption and have hundreds of millions of users, it's going to be difficult for other dApps to run on top of the infrastructure, because if you don't have enough users, you cannot be successful. And even the internet, I mean, you look, you could see that with the internet as well, like uh, companies that failed uh, in 95 to 2000, the same company, uh, social media or Amazon, who's tried it again and again, suddenly became successful because the number of total users on the internet grew 10 times or a hundred times, right? So, Sometimes it's all about timing and not necessarily just about the idea. So even the ideas that are failing now, maybe successful think, uh, ideas. Uh, 10 people years like from now yourself, and myself, we've seen
0: uh, that too many times, and and we know uh, market timing is is very important. Uh, uh, and 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 I tend to agree with you. I think I think a lot of uh, cool ideas uh, around, but but time is not right. Uh, people had anticipated mass adoption a couple of years ago on blockchain, but but yet to come, yet to see, um, and and I think uh, that interest income is is definitely the most interesting use case or that killer D app uh, currently out there. So so def- definitely with with you on on that, uh, Alex. Uh, let's let's uh, let's talk a little more about uh, regulations and and. Governments, um, is is that your concern, uh, uh, especially for your business of interesting, uh, and 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 what is what is the regulation, uh, especially in US that you would like to change?
1: Well, I think the regulation is getting more and more clear i think we're moving from like a place where mostly anarchists did whatever they wanted on the blockchain to a place where we are we all understand that following kyc and aml is in our best interest i mean you can see for example uh dexes like uh, idex and others uh, moving to comply with KYC ML rules, right, and partnering with Coinbase or other organizations. So, so I think I, I obviously there is risk, but the risk is decreasing every day because uh, Celsius from day one only accepted accredited, not accredited, but the people who provided us their identity, right. So we did not do any anonymous deposits, uh, unlike other people. And uh, because of that, we never got uh, letters from the SEC or from any other regulator uh, because we are uh, a good actor, right? We do everything uh, by the book. So unlike other people, right, who are uh, trying to get around the law or trying to uh, cash out quickly, creating a lot of noise, and we're trying to play the long game where we create a lot of value over a long period of time by proving that we are consistent and we can deliver the service for many, many people in a consistent way. So I don't think that the regulators are here to fail us. Uh, I don't think the regulators are here against uh, the Bitcoin or the blockchain or anything like that. And most regulators, especially in the United States, are trying to protect their citizens. They're trying to protect them from scammers, from <clears throat> bad projects, from people who can cause uh, damage to the financial community. And as long as you play by the same rules, uh, again, what Celsius does by giving most of the value back to the depositor, that is something regulators like. Uh, they want to encourage that, right? They, it's not like they're against uh, us or other people giving more back to the uh, depositor. So, uh, uh, can it be even more clear? Can, uh, for example, the SEC pass this or that, uh, sorry, uh, enforce this or that law differently? Or, for example, allow ETFs to be traded? Uh, on exchanges to uh, the Bitcoin ETFs or Ethereum ETFs. Of course, they can, and I would love to see that, but uh, you also have to have patience. And I'd rather have it uh, be done properly with after full vetting instead of uh, uh, being done quickly and then being shut down because uh, there were all these other problems created by the fact that we move uh, too quickly. So, and we are compliant in all the jurisdictions where we operate we have customers in 150 countries so and, and that's a major effort that takes a lot of people a lot of time to make sure that you're doing everything properly
0: and great, that's why is successful and i, and I know you travel a lot and you speak to a lot of uh, so regulators a lot of lot of companies who who in your opinion is is your favorite regulator or or a forward looking regulator uh, that that you have come across
1: Well, I think if you look at France or UK uh, or Singapore, these are all countries that um, are pushing forward uh, quicker than other countries uh, in terms of clarifying. Uh, what you're allowed and not allowed to do. Uh, Like, for example, France just uh, passed a law that they're not going to be taxing um, income on uh, Bitcoin. Uh, Only when you convert it back into fiat, that's when it gets taxed. So that's like kind of similar rule to what we have in the U.S., where you can flip your income from one property to another in real estate And until you actually cash out, you don't uh, necessarily have to pay taxes. So these are very powerful and uh, favorable rules that will definitely attract uh, a lot of new uh, investors as well as uh, uh,
0: get them to run their business out of France. You travel a lot, you're managing such a big business and you have six kids. How do you manage all that?
1: well um uh, you know, <laughs> i have a um, I have two kids in college now, so it's a little bit easier I just uh, uh got them uh, you know one is here in New York and one is in denver so yeah so it's great that uh, I've been able to um they're not all at home right now let's put it that way <laughs> but um the secret is to have a lot of help and uh, to you know with my yeah. wife who also have a career. She's uh, uh, she also runs a big business, uh, public company. And you know, we we definitely you have to find the time and allocate the time to make sure that um, you know. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Spend and, quality and, time and with each of the kids and give them what they need uh, You to have seen so much be of life, uh, so much of uh, you know, personal as well as professional life. Uh, what what is your philosophy of life outside work
1: well look all of us are born with a unique skill set i think uh, each one of us has the opportunity to be the best in the world at something it's just that uh, most of us don't get an opportunity to do that. Most of us are, are uh, probably in the jo- in the wrong job, uh, probably in the wrong country, uh, doing the wrong thing, uh, because uh, the world is just not fair and the world does not give everybody uh, the chance to do everything they want. So... Uh, very few of us get to do what we love and what we want, and and uh, those are the people that you hear about that that are very very successful because you usually are successful at, at what you are the best at. Uh, so you know, my encouragement for a lot of people is to never give up. Right? Is to to keep exploring. It's like a exploration with yourself. Right? You have to first understand what is your unique skill set what are you better than anyone else and how do you apply this to create value for yourself and for others and uh, you know life is is a journey where uh, you just keep exploring and uh, finding uh, new things experimenting with new things and uh, a lot of it has to do with just uh, um, you know we we call it the pursuit of happiness in America, right? And and the word is pursuit, it's not about finding happiness. It's constantly looking for it, right? So keeping busy. Um, you know, I, I usually summarize it in three uh terms, right? Uh someone amazing. to love, amazing. Uh someone something to do and something to look forward to, right? You always have to have that uh, future, uh, you have to have a, a light at the end of the rainbow, um, or, or a light at the end of the tunnel, I should say. Uh, otherwise, you you give up and you you just shrivel and, and you yeah. don't want to do anything, right? So, so I think those are the kind of like the three motivators for for people. And look, we all have ups and downs. It's not like my career has been all. Yeah, successes. I had plenty of failures. I, I list many of them on my website, uh, mishinsky.com, and I invite people to Great. kind of um, share Amazing. the journey I mean, with me. On that website that and in
0: your past. in your professional career as a leader of Celsius or or so many organizations, um, what what is that one th- one thing that you continuously teach your employees or your colleagues? Uh, I, I personally want to learn that. I, I always ask this question because it, it you know uh, selfishly makes me a better person.
1: Well, I don't know if there's one lesson that uh, that fixes everything you know each person has a different uh, need. And me as the CEO, the founder of the company, I my job is to hire the best people and help them be the best they can be because uh, my job is to find people that are better than me at the different functions inside the company, right? The CFO has to be better than me in finance and the head of marketing has to better be better than me in marketing and so on. But at the same time, uh, they might not be as good at something else and... Sometimes you have to help them if it's uh, interpersonal skills or if it's uh, training them on, for example, just the basics of the blockchain or the technical knowledge or just uh, helping them with uh, motivation or with priorities or things like that. Because a company or an organization is a complex ecosystem where uh, you, know, you have to make sure everybody pushes the cart in the same direction. If people are pushing the cart in different direction, you just don't move, right? Because one effort is offsetting the other efforts. So, the reason Celsius is performing so well is that even though we're a small organization, only 52 people, uh, we've managed to achieve uh, yep, absolutely. What I've, much, I've, much I've larger seen how your team works have done and how everybody is focused much on, than the, other on the goals
0: and aims that you have set for the organization. So, that is, that is really great. And and uh, you know in this blockchain space uh, the last few years you are you are probably uh, one of the veterans uh, of this space. Uh, who is your favorite uh, person or a favorite company in in this space outside Celsius, of course. <laughs>
1: Well, my my favorite person is Satoshi, because um, I think um, even though we don't really know who he or she is, um, they've taken all the best ideas in the last uh, 20 years, right, 30 years, and, and, and put them together into something that gave all the right incentives For all the people that participate in the block, in the Bitcoin uh, ecosystem. And, you know, so just like I was talking about Celsius before, it's actually very, very difficult to incentivize everybody. And I have to do this every day. I have to run around between all my employees and make sure that everybody's on the same page. Everybody's doing the right stuff. Satoshi did that with a nine page white paper. And he really never or she never uh, – it's not like every day they call everybody or visit everybody and say, oh, you should be doing this, mm-hmm. you should be doing yep. that. So if you think of the the world's largest computer now is the Bitcoin blockchain, right? It's the, the world's largest supercomputer. And uh, the fact that all of that came from a nine-page white paper where an idea that was just stashed away got discovered and became – something that all of us are following uh, zealously is just a phenomenal achievement i think most people and and obviously the bitcoin was tested under all circumstances tested under mount gox uh, disaster tested with every the best hackers in the world trying to break it right test, test, tested with forks and all kinds of other things that try to basically hijack the, the bitcoin But the community have voted again and again that uh, that this idea is solid and that all of us should be standing behind it. So for me, uh, Satoshi definitely gets uh, Um, Alex. I have have learned a lot uh, from this conversation for for all of Um, us.
0: uh, gives gives me a much uh, larger and a brighter perspective on what you're doing. Uh, Top of my head, I can tell you this was this was a very uh, open conversation with you, where where I I learned that you are, you are dedicating Celsius to your customers where customers build Celsius and customers earn because they build Celsius. And, and that's, that's a beautiful thought because like you said earlier, it's very difficult to see uh, the Facebooks and the Googles and the banks of the world where, where only the capitalists or the, the mighty and the brighty win. Whereas, whereas the depositor or, or the guy who been, who's been you know, tweeting and, and writing on these platforms is, is not getting anything out of it. A beautiful blockchain world we live in and I think you're doing a great job there. Uh, in the end, you are allowed to ask me a question and and I would love to answer it as, as honestly as you have.
1: Well, first, thank you for your comments. And, uh, you know, I think the community, like I always joke that you can't fool all the people all the time. So sooner or later, the community will recognize who is acting in their best interest and who is not, you know, like who is a Satoshi follower and who is not, who is there just to be a toll collector. So, So I appreciate your comments and I agree with you 100%. A question is, is, I would love to ask you what you think has been the reason we had slow adoption. A what great do you question think
0: because it is very is close to my hat. Uh, last to year we spent a lot of resources doing that. The uh, failed at many places and now we are very focused in building that mass adoption piece. Uh, where we failed, I think uh, the focus of the entire universe was infrastructure protocols and not really really thinking of the common man use cases like like you did on the interest income side uh, also i think i think uh, the awareness was was obviously much lacking and more on the gambling and the speculation side uh, with the icos or with the quick money making schemes or 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 just some some ICs raising some obscene m- money and and still after two three years not delivering anything. Uh, so so I think I think everybody just just uh, over anticipated mass adoption in the last two years. Uh, going forward, I uh, uh, li- like yourself, uh, we are also very very focused on users and our community. Uh, and I think I think mass adoption is still. 18, 24 months away. A uh, mass adoption will not come till till the existing user-based platforms like Alibaba's or or uh, Facebooks of the world or or even the big big names, be it Coca Colas or WalMarts of the world, uh, come come with their own version of something. It doesn't have to be Libra, but it has to be something which. The, the general populace can can start relating to or start asking questions what is crypto and and kind of start tilting the balance from from non believers of crypto to 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 start trusting that cryptonic scene and i think libra has in a way accelerated that uh, with governments uh, and non sovereign uh, coins uh, starting to pop up uh, Portugal Spain Germany France uh, China uh, Rwanda everybody uh, looking looking to to introduce their own digital forms uh, might be 3 months away might be 18 months away nobody knows but i think once that happens and once uh, use cases like yourself couple of them more in the next uh, 18 to 24 months pop up we will see uh, a big accelerated spurt of of uh, of this mass adoption wave, and and I think now is the time. And it's now, next six months is the time where where you prepare yourself for that, and that is I think uh, people like yourself and 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 myself are doing, keeping community in mind, keeping users in mind, and 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 building that mass adoption thing. I don't know when exactly. I don't know who will be the winner. But I think all of us are dedicatedly trying that. Great,
1: great answer. I, I agree with you
0: 100%. Excellent. Excellent. Alex, thank you so much. Uh, I will I will see you soon. And and this was wonderful conversation today. I really, really enjoyed. I think there are going to be a lot of more questions from our listeners. And I'm going to pass them on to your Twitter. Thank you once again. Thanks for having me. Hold up.